let's just say did not help my already high You're libido. Already high libido. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to Thoughts and Perspectives, a Swinger Lifestyle Podcast. We are Ben and Kay, a two-physician couple in the lifestyle, and would like to share with you our thoughts and perspectives on related topics. We are physicians, but we are not your physicians. If you have any concerns about your personal or mental health, you should talk with your own doctors. This is an adult podcast and is not intended for people under the age of 18. So, uh, welcome to episode 9. Uh, plastic surgery, piercings, and periods. All things body. Yeah, uh, so I guess uh, ways of dealing with your body and lifestyle, I guess. I guess dealing with sounds kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> but I guess uh, modifications or things that you might do to yourself while in the lifestyle. and So uh, discussions, I guess, we've had. Um, yeah, I think that these are more practical things that may come up during your thoughts about how to enhance your body, how to get yourself ready. Sure. You know, most most lifestylers are older. They've had a couple of kids, you know, and really I know that's taken a toll on my body. (laughs) (laughs) All the sleepless nights. I know. So many sleepless nights. Uh, Most of my sleepless nights are because I'm at work, I guess, not so much because I'm with any children. I'm, I'm not the one who gets out of bed usually. <laughs> the the child life. I'm responsible for sleeps through the night, so it's nice. Yeah, our yeah. Old, oldest can sleep through the night, and I'm just waiting for our youngest. Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah. you know, it's a, it's a joke that you know it took a toll on my body. Of course, I I'm just getting more and more handsome with time. <laughs> um, but for women, time is tough, right? Right. Well, what's interesting is as I get older. I get hit more more often compared to when I was younger. That is a mystery to me. Well, I think a lot of that is like, you know, your your attitude and your fashion sense. Oh, okay. You know, you, you stop shopping at Costco for your for most of your outfits. <laughs> I, I still think. shop at Costco for most of them. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but, I mean, you used to a lot, right? Yeah, I guess what I buy from Costco is different. Let's just say that. Um, so... Um, for mommies, uh, I think the most common thing is this mommy makeup. Yeah, definitely. You know, this is one thing where I look at my body now in the mirror and I'm like, Ooh, I wish I could change this or that. Like, I wish I could go to my pre-pregnancy body. It's funny cause I'm using my body more in the lifestyle, right? I'm like, I want to have a, a better, better equipment. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. But I don't, I don't know. The confidence thing hasn't really changed, right? Because we were in the lifestyle, you know, long before we had children. I would say I've become more comfortable and more confident as the time went on. And so do do I struggle with my current body? No, I am not. And so that is the part where even though I'm considering mommy makeover, right? It's not because per se feel the need to but it's more for myself i think i'd have more fun feeling good naked versus needing a bra for support right so uh let's talk about the mommy makeover so mommy makeover uh isn't really a a technical medical term i guess um but But it's very searchable it's searchable (laughs) and and you get your results but typically uh i think that uh, it includes a breast lift and or augmentation and uh, a tummy tuck or an abdominoplasty. Yeah, liposuction or a fat transfer, you know. Or they sew your abdominal muscles together because they like split apart. Which I do not have, so I did get lucky in that sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you have that. Um, Yeah. I mean, what do I know, right? (laughs) Neither of us are plastic surgeons, so we're, you know, we're basically lay people as far as as far as all this stuff is is concerned. I, I guess ex- with the exception of some of the post-operative complications that I occasionally, very rarely see. I don't know anything about plastic surgery. Yeah, and <laughs> Just, I encounter a lot of body dysmorphia, and this is the part that's interesting to me, where I'm like looking at myself in the mirror, I'm like, why exactly aren't you content with your body? Are you developing body dysmorphia? And so I have this like, conversation with myself, like, I should be really happy with my body. You know, I'm capable of doing a lot of stuff, lifting weights, which is great. Yeah, lifting weights is nice. Um, do you, or 
I guess I should say, do you in your practice regularly see people who have had multiple plastic surgeries due to body dysmorphia? I wouldn't say regularly, but definitely, definitely a handful of people where they've gone way too far. Like multiple procedures? Yeah. Have you seen anyone who's gotten like multiple breast augmentations because they didn't like it and they kept going back for like yes. one thing? Yeah. So like, so you do you have seen someone who's gotten repeated of the same uh, surgery? Um, I have seen repeat of breast segmentations where to my, to my eye didn't seem to be necessary, and I've seen nose jobs. Oh yeah, um, I think the nose job thing is, yeah. is pretty common where people keep going and like in the nose and getting the nose yeah. and getting the nose, and then if you're Michael Jackson, your nose eventually falls off. Definitely, and and it's interesting when I encounter these folks. Um, a lot of times they have comorbid OCD. And so they are obsessive just in general about other things. And so it just kind of translates into this is what, you know, was to their body realm. But they have OCD in other areas. Noses are kind of funny to me because I don't really notice them, you know? <laughs> of course. I, you know, I don't, you know. And people are like, oh, my nose is so big, whatever. It's like, that's like, you know, I don't really notice a nose. So it's sad. You know, it's interesting. For me, the nose, a lot of times, um, even when it's imperfect, it can bring cuteness to the face. And and with that, you know, like when you have this kind of perfection, like some of the some of the character of the face gets lost. So I, I, I don't know, I have a hard time. When I know, see when I see cuteness nose. of the face, it's usually along the jawline. Like how soft is the jawline is the thing that that when I think of cuteness to the face, that's the thing that strikes me. Do you know me. what um, my college roommate used to tell me when I like didn't get hit on and, and she would come home with me and she'd be like, you know, it's it's your jaw angle. It's just so, you just have such a strong jaw and, you know, you have such strong eye contact. I'm like. I've never <laughs> noticed this jaw angle that she's talking about. Oh, and my jaw hasn't changed. No, no. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, I think her theory was wrong. Or like frown lines or anything like that. Don't notice it. I don't see it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So Botox is also on my list. I have not done Botox and I feel like I'm way overdue for Botox. But, you know. Which can be problematic in the lifestyle. But I've noticed the whole Botox thing, you know, when you're trying to interact with people and they don't have facial expressions. (laughs) You're looking for that eye contact. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you're like, wow, that chick really doesn't like me. And then you'd say, oh, no, it's not that. It's just that she can't move her face. (laughs) One of my friends did get a Botox and it actually looked worse afterwards. So now I'm just like, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, and then um, the Brazilian butt lift sometimes um, is on that is on that mommy makeover. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so psyched about that because I feel like the deadlifts um, with heavier weights are giving me really good results. Yeah, the squats and deadlifts can do a, can do a lot for a booty i think yeah yeah and then we, at our gym we have this booty builder the booty builder yeah, yeah. which is actually hard to get a free spot on because it's always it's super popular yeah. yeah yeah some of these girls like come into our gym and just do butt routine like three times a week yeah i never see them do anything other than like squats deadlifts and booty builder yeah it's perfect yeah. So you gotta put you know where it will count um, so we had a, a little bit of a conversation about kind of the risks and benefits of of doing a mommy makeover, right? It's like I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to influence your decision too much, right? Like this needs to be a your decision sort of scenario, right? Because you know, like I, I don't want you to feel responsible. Like if if there is a complication, then I'll turn around and tell you, like, oh, you know, you pushed me into this, right? Yeah. Like, and I also don't want you to get the sense that I don't like you how you are because I like you how you are, right? And so it's up to you to decide, is it going to make you happy? Right. And that that's a piece that I think the, the reason I'm considering this, right, it has to do with my own confidence and like how, how you see me and how I see myself, right? Like you, you're happy with my body the way it is. And if I never have a makeover, you probably will be just as content, um, and, and I'm thinking about, well, what will it give me in terms of my confidence, right? So, like, when I look at my body and it looks really good, you know, naked, like, mm-hmm. that will give me a boost in, in confidence. But, it's, you know, what's interesting is 
after I have a, you know, swap, right? Mm-hmm. So we have our swap, we're going home. I never have this feeling like, gosh, I wish, you know, if I just looked hotter, like we would find a, a better, yeah, a better couple to swap with. Like yeah. that never has happened or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm like, I don't think that that is the motivation. So I don't think it has to do anything with lifestyle per se. I think it's just more about me being comfortable with my body naked mm. and kind of being more appreciative. Yeah, you care how you look. Right. Right. That, that's just the truth of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it isn't. You know, it's nice to know that you're not opposed to it, that you would support me, especially during like the recovery period, and I probably will be whiny and all that. Whinier. You know, so. Yeah. I, um, and also in the lifestyle, in terms of attractiveness, I think I think confidence is huge, right? Like being confident makes you attractive, not necessarily how you look, really. You know, being comfortable showing a personality is how, like, how I feel it. Like, when I'm most comfortable just showing my goofy self mm-hmm. and just having fun, not thinking, like, oh, my gosh, who, who is thinking what about me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't care, right? This is who I am. And and when I feel like that, that's I find that that gives us the best interaction because mm-hmm. if the person kind of sees my personality and they're attracted to the whole thing, that's the best swap. Yeah, I guess so. I, I really have to reflect back on that um, to think about an individual uh, interaction where that played out. But yeah, definitely. I, I think your personality wins out most of our, you know, if we're going after a couple, it's your personality that wins it out, right? Not, not necessarily mine. No matter how many weights I live, my personality does not get better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. I, I. I would say that in certain certain interactions, it, depending on on the priorities of the other couple. Let's just say that. True. True. Yeah. yeah. And certainly for I think unicorns, I think my personality is probably more important. I, I shouldn't say more more important than in other scenarios. Not more important than yours. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the unicorns are looking for kind of that how they will be treated, mm-hmm. right? So. I think we should do another episode on unicorns, actually, and yeah. our unicorn experience. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about let's talk about topic uh, number two for this episode, which is uh, the piercings topic. Um, so after the November cruise, um, one of us got nipple rings. <laughs> right. It wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was gonna let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> so I was in my kind of post-cruise mindset um when we came back from the cruise and I don't know what it was I just I was just thinking like hey I'm I'm finally done with breastfeeding I can do whatever I want to my body so what would I like so I think we started talking about nipple piercings Mm -hmm. and then I started researching kind of how how's the healing how will will it hurt um how does it feel like and I really like just kind of the appearance of the nipple um, piercings, you know, and and just how much fun you can have, right? It's like another place where you can have jewelry. And and then I I decided, hey, I, I really have nothing to lose. If I if I hate the the piercings, I'll just take them out and right, sure, just will heal up and and you know no problem. And and so I decided, let's just go for it. We have this wonderful piercer mm-hmm. um, in our area, so that really helped. Um, she was just like super professional and just quick. And my level of pain, I would say, was somewhat similar to breastfeeding. Like it, it was not not out, too bad. It was not out of realm what I've experienced with breastfeeding, and so it was. Except for it was very quick. Yeah. Um, I think I was fairly lucky with the healing as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did my rinses and I healed up really nice. Yeah. And so I I would say I would recommend them. What I had noticed is um, after we posted a picture with my um, new nipple piercings, <laughs> like that picture in our profile just like exploded in terms of views. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure we had booby pictures on our profile to start with. Oh, so oh, it might so have been maybe. just that we did a, a booby picture. I don't know. 
Yeah, kidding. Yeah. So you didn't have the piercings in November, but then you did in April right. for the cruise. Um, did you notice any difference in your in your interactions? Um, no, except for people wanted to bite and nibble on them. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> and so I had to, I had to kind of like guide. Um, one of the interesting side effects for me, which I did not know or expect, is um, just my overall level of sensitivity. Right. So anywhere, like in my genital area, my my nipples, it just like. I, I, f- I feel like, oh my gosh, my s- the sensitivity and stimulation, I, I required less stimulation everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that was an interesting adjustment. So I do remember just having to kind of tell my swapping partner with like, hey. Like easy, settle down, slow down there, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, there was, there was some excitement about that for sure. Uh, any other maintenance issues? Once you, once you get them in, is there anything that you've... Yeah, deal with. there was the learning curve with changing jewelry. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That was yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah, so something that I didn't realize, well, I guess we didn't know how to swap them out at all um, to start with, um, and we were expecting it to be a lot more difficult, but... It's fairly easy. I was expecting that, like, if I fumble, that they will close off very done. quickly, yeah. and then, like, I have to go and get re-pierced. And so I had all my, like this next set of jewelry ready and you know the vaseline and all of this stuff and just oh yeah the vaseline trick like i had no idea but yeah. that seemed to help out quite a bit is, oh yeah is the piercer just took some vaseline and put it on the new the new piercing and just slid right through there um, which i i didn't know that that was an option yeah and so i've been using the vaseline trick if i'm thinking about changing the jewelry and I just use that again even yeah. though it's now has been months since I got a pair of things. Uh, what about getting caught on things? Hasn't happened so far, but I am like extra thoughtful with like buying lingerie. Yeah. You know, like I'm not buying anything that could get caught. And I did follow the recommendation initially to like use the cotton bra and like, mm-hmm. you know, be extra mindful. So I, then I found like, no, it's not really. And the jewelry I'm choosing too. So I'm choosing mm-hmm. something that is like, the right length, yeah. not not too not too long. Yeah, not too long and like Low won't profile. catch. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles. Like very simple. Um, we do go to um, the pool a lot, so I need I need to be able to change, you know, in and out of swimsuit pretty quick. Yeah, and so that that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. but okay. it's been a lot of fun. So I would say I would recommend those five stars. Yeah, five stars, five stars. if you're thinking about. You know, nipple piercings. What about dick piercings? <laughs> that one is all you. <laughs> I don't know anything about dick piercings. I've never had a dick piercing. I don't know. It's like you've interacted with dick piercings. What's your What's your experience? You know, it's interesting because at first it's a little shock value when you see one. Um, and yeah, just for me, I I haven't found it enhancing anything. Like you would yeah. think it would. Yeah. But it hasn't, hasn't been my experience. And, like, I get extra cautious, especially, like... Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> right? Like, when you're doing oral. So, I would say, if anything, it's a little hindering. But my understanding, it does enhance um, sensitivity and yeah. pleasure. For... Did, they, did they ever tell you, like, oh, play with the piercing or anything like that? Did they... Um, I asked and they said, okay. Yeah, but they, they were never like, oh, yeah, you should do that with the piercing. Like, no, no, never no. had anything like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so number three um, on the list is periods. Um, and this is something we run into because we go to these cruises and, you know, if the timing's off, that's a disaster, right? Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because um, we did have interaction with a couple last cruise where her, she just had unfortunate timing yeah. of just, you know, having her period right during that week right? yeah i think the first two days of the cruise she was yeah. yeah um so i'm kind of checking my period ahead of time and keeping track make sure that you know your cycle well um but this is something that actually good to talk about now right let's say you're preparing for a november cruise and you're a few months out mm-hmm. you can start thinking about it the trick that kind of works well is to use your birth control option you know whether it's NuvaRing, whether it's oral you know contraceptive pill 
but you use it and you can use it continuously, you know, and, and choose to stop and have your period right before the cruise. That way, you know, you're not going to get the period because the only way to have that peace of mind that you're not going to get the period is if you just had one. Right. And so I found that, hey, if you force your body to just have a period right before, then you're going to be for sure period free for, you know, for well, all the well, fun. Maybe. I mean, it's worked well for you. Exactly. Yeah. I, nothing in life is 100%. Yeah. I, think I, I think I've read the overall success rate is about 80%. That, that's, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the tricky part is how long ahead do you need to do it? Yeah. So with the first cruise, I decided I'm just going to do it for two months ahead of time. Right. And, you know, just make sure that it works because I didn't know yeah. if it's going to work. And with the second cruise... I, you know, I was a little bit more, I guess, on the edge and I just decided to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it exactly for, you know, I think three and a half weeks and then have my period and then travel. So that, that worked out, but it was a little bit. Yeah, it made me anxious. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I hope everything works out just right. But and then yeah. you're, and then you're on the hormones, right? You know, which can yeah. be problematic, um, you know, it can decrease your libido. Which it did for you, made it manageable for me. Um. <laughs> but it, it's such a weird, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I took p- the pill, you know, in my 20s. And I, I don't remember having this kind of side effects. And this time, I was just completely disinterested in sex. And that was just so foreign to my brain, to who I think I am. Yeah. Um, that I was like, who is this person? Yeah, How I don't I- think you were completely disinterested, right? Yeah, you know, like, just kind of more like, oh, okay, you know, as opposed to, like, my normal brain just constantly thinks about stuff. Yeah, you were, you, at that point, you had an above-average libido as opposed to, like, an above-above-average libido, right? <laughs> okay. It just, like, knocked you down one peg. <laughs> That's I got a little rest. It was nice. <laughs> I don't have that high of a libido, I feel like. Oh. Good to know. <laughs> I feel like, you know, for a lifestyle, for a woman in a lifestyle, I feel like my libido is, is average. How about that? I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, um, feel, I feel well su- supported, like, when I'm um, surrounded by women in lifestyle with how aggressive they are. I'm like... Yeah, actually. kind of a self-selecting sort of group, I think. Yeah. Um, you uh, you decided on the, on the ring. Yeah, the ring was just, A, easy. I don't have to remember day to day. When yeah. you have little kids, yeah. it's just like remembering one more thing. It's like, oh, it just seemed like, hey, this is something that's super easy. You know, change it out every three three weeks. Yeah. Put a new one in. But you got to refrigerate them, though, which is, is kind of painful. Yeah, the the one I have has to be refrigerated. I don't know if it's if it needs to happen if you're just getting your refill each time versus the way that I got. I got a whole bunch oh, yeah. Yeah, ahead of time. And yeah. so I think if you're just getting the the next one mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna put it in maybe you don't need to yeah. yeah um i was reading on one of the on one of the cruise forums that some people use this thing called a menstrual cup if the timing is wrong have you heard of these uh yes i have and i was gonna try it out but i just feel like that could be a disaster if i'm out in the public <laughs> I, I get I, I guess so so basically it's like a little Oh, I don't know. I, I think there's a variety of materials they can use, but basically you put it up around the cervix and it just kind of sits there. And with certain brands, um, you can have intercourse while it's there and you're not really supposed to even, the male's not even really supposed to even feel it or anything like that. Oh. And I've been led to believe that the cup can hold more than a tampon can. Huh. That yeah. sounds like a research project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can leave that in for like six or 12 hours. The the other um, option that we were actually talking about that if it wasn't going to work in April is to use the medication to delay your period, right? Um, oh yeah, the ageestin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works or what the effectiveness numbers are for that. Yeah. My only thought was like, is it going to mess with my libido again? Yeah. If your libido's all messed up, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like on yeah. the cruise. That's not. That's yeah. Not that's idea. not. That's yeah. that's poor timing. You know, in the porn industry, what I what I read prior to any of this stuff, um, you know, like the menstrual cups or any of that, is they used to put like a makeup sponge up in there, huh? To like, you know, because like the actress like can't be like, oh nope, no scene today, right? So yeah, they would like stuff a makeup sponge in there. Yeah, I guess you can use in theory pretty much you know anything 
But I'm just thinking, like, will it get dislodged, right? Uh, I think it probably the bigger problem is getting it out than, oh. uh, than <laughs> having it fall out. And then also it's not like a medical-grade product, so, you know, there's toxic shock syndrome and all those other things. It's not really made for that, so, you know, who knows what horrible things could happen um, if you did go that If you route. just put a random foreign body in you know, yeah. your vagina yeah. and yeah. just hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Since since being young and stupid, I've well, since we have technology now, so you don't have to, you don't have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. See any other topics? Yeah, I was thinking about um, other things that we're doing to our bodies. Actually, working out. Um, oh yeah. And we kind of started before the last cruise. I want to say, yeah. was it September? Uh, I started in August, so August. it'll be almost a year for me now. Of of lifting weights and it was funny because it was like very casual kind of hey let's lift a little weights and get in, get in shape in for shape the cruise, just yeah. so that you know we're not looking so tired and you know yeah. also we have like these post-pandemic bodies yeah i mean i've always been kind of a skinny pale nerd right <laughs> i wouldn't say so i i would say that when i when we first met yeah Oh, like when I was still playing rugby and that sort of thing. Yeah. I was bigger then, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, for the most of my life, I've been a, a pretty skinny, pale nerd. Um, and so the weightlifting, I mean, I did some in college, but um, ever since then, I haven't been doing a whole lot. Yeah, I want to I say before the cruise, last time I really worked out was like for our wedding to fit yeah. into a wedding dress that I got. Oh, yeah, you're doing a lot of P90X. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of work. I worked out a little bit here and there just like for myself, but not with an idea of like reshaping my body or like, you know, and we got into lifting weights, which yeah. is something that I didn't realize will like boost my, I don't know, stamina just in general yeah. about going yeah. through life, yeah. uh, which has been unexpected. Um, and I wish I could go back and tell my younger self I've, you know, I've always kind of avoided lifting weights because I'm like, I don't really want to bulk turn you up. into a man. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to look more square, you know, this or that. Um, and I had all these ideas. And then now that I'm lifting weights as a woman, I'm like, it's actually really hard to put on muscle and hold on to it, yeah. you know, and no, you won't bulk up. Um, you know, like I want to bulk up my butt and it's a lot mm -hmm. of work for me to, to do that. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you don't. You know, even if you're really into it, you don't look like a man. You look like a female superhero, right? Right. Yeah. If anything, I look more hourglass now lifting weights with, like, better lats. And I can do a, you know, chin-up and all mm -hmm. that. So I feel better all around. And it has done really good, I think, for my physique in general. Yeah. And it certainly makes me feel a lot more confident approaching couples, like having, you know, muscles. It's nice. <laughs> Being being noted for your big guns. Well, I don't know if anyone else notices it, but I notice it. So. I notice it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is, it did not. Let's just say it did not help my already high your libido. Already high libido. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what it's like when I like you know when you take your shirt off and I see boobies. I'm like Ooh, boobies. And then I take my shirt off and I'm like check out my boobies. I know. Right. Now I'm just like I need to touch that. Right now, yeah. <laughs> even if just for one second while I'm like going to do dishes or something, I'm just going to touch it for a moment. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. So um, weight, weight training has been good. Probably, I don't know, for for people out there, would you recommend weight, weight training versus aerobics or, you know, weight training versus let's say P90X because that's the other thing you had experience with? You know, now that I look at the amount of pain for amount of gain, so P90X and all the hit is mm -hmm. quite painful, still is for me. Um, and the return that you get is, yes, you will, you know, lose weight. You will get into better cardiovascular shapes. That's great. But lifting weights is a lot more comfortable and less painful. I mean, it, it's, there's pain involved. You know, there's you have to push to failure, that's for sure. So for that last couple of reps, you go into like this kind of psychological place of discomfort that you have to push through where your whole body's like, I want to give up, stop mm -hmm. this, why yeah. did you do you this gotta, to You got to force your body to adapt. Right? You know? So outside of those, you know, 
few reps, I feel like the rest of the experience, like the the whole hour mm. of lifting weights and how I feel afterwards, I yeah. actually prefer yeah. lifting weights kind of just from from mental standpoint. It's easier to stick to. I don't, you know, don't like, oh my God, this I'm going to like be panting and dying for this whole hour. It's going to be yeah. so painful versus lifting weights. Like I'm going to feel like a superhero, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I get done lifting weights and I feel awesome, you know, exactly. for like two hours before the pain sets in. <laughs> I feel really good. For me, it's the day after, man, the day after it's like, oh, why did I do that? I can't get off, off this chair. Like my quads are sore. I think it's also nice too, like things that used to be heavy for me to pick up and I'd be like, oh, I have to pick that up now. I just like grab it with one hand. You know, it's like, oh, this is light now. This is nice. You know, I used to, yeah, I used to go upstairs and by the time I make it to the top of stairs I'm like oh I'm exhausted or like bending over to pick something up or squatting down to pick something up carrying babies yeah those things used to be hard to be like oh I have to bend down to get that now it's just like whoop. exactly so I feel like just like mental benefits just life benefits I would go for weightlifting more so mm -hmm. than the hit training um it might be different I feel like lots of people prefer you know cardio and it's mentally easier and the weights are for me the whole weight section was intimidating and mm -hmm. i did not go there that's true yeah you were you were you like to avoid that area yeah for a long time i'm like i'm an imposter what am i doing here you know i don't belong here i don't know how to do this right i'm just gonna get injured like all this going through my brain and how do you feel now like going up to the squat rack and throwing a bar on there it's like it's let's I'm like, oh, what should I set the weight? Uh, you know, should I try to go heavy, fewer reps? Like I'm already thinking about how I'm gonna lift. Yeah. You know, like I don't even think about going to, you know, to do a deadlift. I'm in fact like waiting, like, is this gonna be available? Like yeah. should this tell this person hey i want to be right after so the imposter syndrome is gone and it's now you're gone. like bro like, I'm, I'm <laughs> exactly you know you now done yet? <laughs> i will look at these guys and they're just like walking around with their 90 seconds wait between the the wraps and i'm yeah. like dude you're taking forever just lift just lift <laughs> and get out like i want this rack i got shit to do you know so i feel like it's interesting. How uh, how long do you think it took to get to that point? Oh, gosh. I would say several months. A couple of months. Yeah. It was not fast. Even even when I first like started to lift and felt good about it, wanted to continue, I still was hesitant. And like I would not go there without my personal trainer. Like mm -hmm. on my day, let's say I came to the gym by myself, I would not go. Um, and, and so... After several months, like I got to a point where I know what I'm doing, I feel comfortable, and I just have my routine. When mm -hmm. I stepped into the gym, I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do deadlifts. I'm gonna do you know push, pull. Mm -hmm. I'm like, which one do I want to do? Okay. Speaking of which, I kind of I kind of pushed you down that line. Um, how do you feel uh, training with your personal trainer versus training with your husband, <laughs> Who, who's me? <laughs> oh my yeah. god. You know, you're like a soup Nazi equivalent. A oh. soup Nazi. A soup Nazi. Seinfeld reference. I was not expecting that. Yeah, you're you're a lot more, you know, like, no, no, this is not the way for you. You need to go heavier. Like, here, here it is, <laughs> you know, versus my trainer who's like, let's count the reps. Do you see that's too many? Yeah, you need to lift a little heavier. Do you want to... I will write it down for next time that we're going to go up on weight, you know, like that, that's how he approaches it with, with me versus you're like, no, like you're just wasting every, you know, you're wasting your time while you're here. <laughs> what about the, uh, like the variety of exercises and the types of exercises? Um, it's interesting actually with you, it, you do very similar workout each time, mm -hmm. um, using almost you know, same machines and like you just build and build and build with the same workout, right? Like mm -hmm. you're after kind of more of progression. Mm -hmm. And I think you're like very goal oriented, right? And you like to see the results. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like if you set it in your mind that you're going to work out, it doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m. when you just got home from your shift, like you're mm -hmm. going to lift. True. And so, you know, 
with with a personal trainer like he he tries to make it so that i'm not bored mm. and yeah. so he's always asking me like hey is it okay if we do this again and he in general just tries to do um you know variety he's also a lot more about recovery yeah that's important. and like foam rolling like yeah. watching that you know my legs are symmetrical and all that other mm. stuff so the pace is different versus with you it's like you know, again, like barely breathe. It's like, like <laughs> let's go to the next machine. Well, I always thought we took it easy when we. <laughs> right? I feel like in your mindset, you're like so goal oriented. You know, it's it's interesting. If you're not comfortable and you're starting from scratch, you know, I, I would say that it is worthwhile to get a little help. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. once you're over that learning curve. Yeah, once you got like reasonably good form and you're not mm-hmm. a danger to yourself and others. Then... Yeah. yeah. You can just strike out on your own. Uh, what's your favorite exercise? Uh, deadlifts. The deadlifts are your favorite. Yeah. Yeah? Why is that? Uh, well, because I look in the mirror and my butt looks great. Ah, okay. So you're goal-oriented too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, and it just, like, I don't know, it like gives you this this feeling, like, when you can deadlift, you know, over 100 pounds, a barbell, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like... Yeah. Like gives you, I don't know. You feel like a superhero. Yeah, I have like yeah. hair on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want that. <laughs> no, but you know, like mentally. Okay. Um, you also did some um, South Beach diet. Yeah. Yeah. How did that go? What's your thoughts on that? It's the only one that kind of has worked for me over the years. So what I found is, you know, if I decrease my carbs just a little bit. Like, whatever plateau I was hitting, mm-hmm. like, I will move on. In terms on. of weight loss. Exactly. So, I will move on from that. I don't know why that is for me. I, I do have diabetes in my family, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much like every generation. So, maybe there's a little bit of that. What about, um, you also tried the, um, like, a local meal prep service, right? For, like, high protein. Yeah, that worked, that works really well for when we're really, really busy. And yeah. I just can't can't um you know your choice is either to eat out right Mm -hmm. because i didn't meal prep anything for myself for the week working insane hours and then i looked at the price of this meal delivery um and it's like made in our next local suburb and the guy literally drives it to your house have you have you noticed um a difference i guess in your physique between South Beach diet and using that meal prep service? Well, I use the low-carb menu from them. Yeah. So basically, it's kind of the same stuff. So I still limit the carbs. What about in outcomes? Have you noticed any any difference? Maybe it was a little bit better. So for the wedding, I did like South Beach diet like... Strictly. Strictly. Um, So the weight loss, I would say... And you were pretty motivated at that time. But then we, we also tried South Beach diet again. Yeah. So um, when we're less motivated. And so how do you feel about South Beach Diet version 2 versus the local meal prep service? I feel like at this point in my life, sticking to a really strict diet is so hard. Yeah. It just, I have so much less time, you know, to like follow the, the meals. And then I had a South Beach Diet cookbook um, and followed that. And so, and it takes some time. Yeah. And so I think that the reason that South Beach Diet round two did not work kind of opened my eyes. It Like, it's not realistic with my schedule. Like, I just won't be able to cook that much. Well, we had all that frozen stuff too, that South Beach Diet frozen stuff. Yeah. So I did get some results, um, but frozen stuff is just less tasty. Yeah. The stuff was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. We had so much extra of that stuff when we decided to not do that diet anymore i guess it's just it's convenient but it's less tasty local delivery just as convenient mm-hmm. more tasty yeah, fresher better. yeah and so for where i'm at now realistically that's probably the best bet mm-hmm. like if i'm really trying to like cut mm-hmm. you know with with a wedding it was a very different situation i had the size four dress in my closet yeah, and i knew yeah. that like it's too there there's not going yeah, to be a do time. or die <laughs> it's like you either lose weight or you're not getting married <laughs> exactly so it was p90x every day and south beach diet 
you know, just as strict as they can be. And how, how long was that regimen? Uh, it was about three and a half months. Three and a half months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can do anything for three and a half months. Exactly. Yeah. And it was fourth year of medical school, which is the best year. All right. So tell me about intermittent fasting. Yeah. So that one is about, I would say it's a mixed bag for me. I think I went into it with really high expectations. Um, you know, all these people just losing. Yeah, it's a brand new fad diet. Uh, right? And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. This is going to work. And it's going to be, you know, 20 pounds gone. No problem. What I realized it when you actually work out and then you don't eat. Yeah, then that just sounds bad. Just think about it. Yeah, it's not a good combination. But then yeah. my recovery was more more painful. I wasn't building muscle at the same rate. So I, what I noticed, I wasn't recompositioning. Mm. And when I say recompositioning, you know, when I was tracking, I was steadily gaining muscle and losing fat, mm. right? Yeah, that's what you want. And my weight was actually very slowly de- decreasing. Yeah, they and call that main gaining as opposed to maintaining your main gaining. So yeah, this, that, that was great. And, you know, it's small change, but it, it actually, that change amounts in your body looking really different. And so I was going on this kind of steady path and then I decided I'm going to do this intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and my recovery <laughs> gets slower. I stopped building muscle and sure, I, I did lose some weight. But I actually recompositioned the other way where now I had more fat, hmm. body fat, less muscle. And I realized, like, do I actually want that? And feeling more tired after about two weeks and like, it just doesn't jive well with what I'm trying to do. Um, the part that I think I liked about it is when you're trying to watch what you're eating, it's kind of exhausting. It's oh, yeah. It's exhausting to think about each meal, each mm. snack, trying to like control it versus with intermittent fasting, there's no thinking, right? Mm. There, you wake up yeah. and it's black coffee yeah. and I'll see food at 1 p.m. and there's nothing to do. There's, I'm like, it doesn't matter how miserable I am. It's like that decision is made mm. and it is very freeing from that um, standpoint. So you only have to pay attention to your lunch and dinner. And yeah. so that's, I think, where maybe it it is mentally easier to follow mm-hmm. your diet when you have less. Yeah, that's why um, the strategy that I've kind of adopted, I think, works pretty well, which is when you sit down for a meal, make your, your protein source like 40% of your meal and then make like fibrous vegetables like bell peppers or, you know, anything like that, make that another 40% of your meal. And then the remainder of 20% of your meal is just carbs. Yeah, yeah I think that that actually it's works. It's so easy. It's, you're not even best. counting calories. Although I do look at things and say, oh, that's a lot of calories. Maybe I should maybe I should double think that, right? But I'm not adding calories up and I'm not going by some super strict diet. I'm just making sure I'm getting enough protein and not overloading myself with carbs. And I think that mentally that, that method is the easiest, right? So like yeah. when you put a meal, meal together. I'm like, well, what's going to be my protein today? What do I have? I have salmon, chicken, and steak. Okay, pick one. Yeah. And then which veggies I have? Okay, I only have frozen vegetables today. Oh, dude, that's why we have so many frozen vegetables. <laughs> so that's just what it's going to be. Yeah, or you got peppers, or you could do zucchinis, mm-hmm. or green peas, broccoli, whatever. Exactly. So whatever you got on hand, and then what's my carb going to be? And I usually... Do some sort potato, of rice, rice, potatoes. Potatoes are good um, because of the the satiety satiety factor. Have you heard about this? So certain carbs fill you up more for longer, and potatoes are kind of at the top of the list of carbs that fill you up the most for the longest. Whereas rice is very low on that scale. Well, they also taste really good, and I find yeah. like air frying some small potatoes is super easy. Yeah, pretty and, tasty. And so when, once I adopted your kind of method, it became easier to stick to long term. Yeah. As opposed to like trying to figure out a plan that fits into the diet and then mm-hmm. or a meal from the diet book that I have to now make. Yeah. I, you tried Adkins, right? For like a little bit? I think I tried it right before I tried the South Beach, oh, okay. and um, that one I didn't like. It just 
it got rid of the vegetables and in general i'm a fruit vegetable type type person Mm -hmm. and i really missed kind of like i like red bell peppers right it's like my my favorite food and i'm like when when do i get to eat that it seems crazy to me that you would exclude a bell pepper from your diet like what kind of diet are you on where (laughs) a bell pepper is forbidden right like what are you doing and so for me it was it was harder to do the really heavy you know sure i like cheese but you know i I don't want to eat cheese with every meal Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah a little bit of cheese is okay i think yeah. So um, do you want to talk about your body recomp um, over the last year? You know, what's interesting is the last year kind of opened my eyes to different concepts. So this whole time I'm very focused on my weight, right? So I look at my pre-pregnancy weight and, you know, weight after I had two kids. And, you know, my goal is to return to my pre-pregnancy weight, right? So that's just kind of how I envision it. And then I started to lift weights and I noticed, you know, when I check my body composition, I'm building muscle, right? And mm. when you first start building muscle, the weight can actually go up. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not correlated. The, the numbers are not what yeah, I thought. Yeah, the scale stops making sense, right? Exactly. And at first I freaked out and I was like, well, I, I'm not going to do that because the weight is going the wrong direction. And, and so that really helped to just stick with that and allow my body to recomposition and realize my body can be completely different size with the same number on the scale. Yeah. So that was really freaky. And now I'm no longer married to, I'm like, if I never go back to the pre-pregnancy weight, mm-hmm. that will be okay. Yeah. Um, it's about how I feel, like how my body looks, you know, like, do I look more, you know, do I have a waist now, which mm. I didn't yeah. before. And yeah. so, and like, that is more of my mindset. And that feeling of strength, actually, I think is, is taking priority now more than even how my body looks. Mm. I think that the, this last year, I'm like, I don't think that I'm going to use my experience from losing weight before to how I want to kind of structure my workout now. Workout in your diet now. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to, you know, right before the cruise, I still want to do that where I go kind of low carb for maybe a month to just kind of bank up, you know, the the weights because the cruise is all you can eat. Yeah. (laughs) We do pretty good on a cruise. We don't, you know, even though all that food's available, we still don't. I don't think we go way over. You know what I find is is when I'm so, so excited, I'm not hungry. Oh, yeah. My appetite just drops off. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm just like, I got better shit to do. Yeah, I got better stuff to do. <laughs> then just go to the... And then if you stuff stuff yourself so much, then, you know, you're, you're going to have food coma. And I'm like, yeah. I, I have meet and greets. I yeah. have, you know, all this yeah. other stuff to attend. Yeah. And like, I, I don't... I don't want to be food yeah. coma. I got places to be and people to do, right? <laughs> exactly. But you know, it's like, like my mind is not even thinking. Like the reason I'm thinking about dinner is I'm thinking about the costume I'm wearing. I'm thinking about like, you know, how fun the night is going to be, what the theme is. Like I'm not even focused on the food. And the food was actually mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the food. really good on Oasis. Yeah, um, on Oasis it was quite good. Yeah, yeah. so I, I have nothing against good food. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great to have kind of, you know, more of options. It's fun to try different stuff. So I feel like not that I, I would say I wasn't excited about food. It's just, yeah, like interesting Okay. Um, what about like helpful resources for people? What do you, what do you, what resources do you find helpful for like fitness and weight loss? Just my fitness pal. Honestly, it's the only thing that I've kind of used consistently. What about like YouTube channels? Oh yeah. Those are great. Um, I feel like you, the, your search for YouTube channels that is actually, um, better it's really hard to find female weightlifters who are not on a bunch of testosterone you know who are also very like for for a beginner yeah right so if it if it is a female who is a weightlifter usually they're pretty advanced yeah and so like the the simple circuit of you know even like understanding a leg day you know a chest Mm. day yeah and kind of how to structure structure it right coming in and saying okay i want to do a whole body so i need to push pull 
yeah. you know, squat. Yeah. Yeah. And I've looked too, I haven't seen any like female weightlifters or bodybuilders who have a channel that goes over that sort of thing. It's all like right? only men. That, that's one thing that I feel is like missing. And I understand that it's probably because majority of women are kind of thinking how I was thinking years ago, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, weightlifting is not really... Would you would you recommend watching any of the male YouTubers? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like all of the ones that you're watching, I think those are really helpful. Watching you watch the videos. <laughs> watching me watch the videos <laughs> and you get it through osmosis. Exactly. I just park myself in your office and like whatever you're watching. I'm like oh, okay. So the protein needs to be one one gram of protein per pound of yeah. weight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like yeah. okay, easy. Easy. <laughs> and so I like s- simple things that I'll just kind of learn looking over your shoulder. Any other thoughts or opinions? You know, the other thought I was thinking about, um, I, I was thinking about, should I check my testosterone level? Because mm. I came across this this one woman who was talking about checking, having low libido, and then she checked her testosterone, and then sure enough, it was low, and then she got it replaced. But then I'm like, I don't have a low libido, so why am no, I checking? you don't have any of those things. <laughs> so, You're just curious how high it is. <laughs> I'm like, do I, do I have a high testosterone? So oh, now, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm like, should I check it? Um, and it's offered online, right? So mm-hmm. like all these tests are available. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, should I do that? And I'm like, no, you don't need to. You don't need to know what you don't have issues with. Right, true. And so, yeah. All, right. all the things you can do to your body to have fun and yeah. kind of augmentations, right? To be continued. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for joining us again. This is episode nine. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next episode.